People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Visit redbarninc.com slash coupon to save a dollar off your first can. Hi, welcome to Conversations That Heal. Today on Conversations That Heal, I want to talk to you about surrendering. Surrendering your pain, your story, your truth to God or perhaps the universe. I'm your host, Susan Jacoby. To introduce myself to those of you who are not familiar with me, I am an international spokesperson shifting the global consciousness around childhood trauma, a private mentor, and the author of How to Love Yourself, The Hope After Child Abuse. To learn more about me, you can visit my website at susanjacoby.com, J-A-C-O-B-I. I've been thinking about the idea of surrendering for quite a while. I realize that it's very hard to relinquish our control. For me, it takes awareness to my thoughts and my feelings. When I let go and I surrender, it also becomes about trust, trust that I will be safe and taken care of. Both of these are very new experiences for adult survivors from any kind of childhood trauma. I wanted to do this show to share with you what I found on my experience with conscious surrendering. First and foremost, why I was scared to let go of things, I found I never gave up any of my control. When I say control, I'm thinking of not being in control of my feelings, like I would give up my control if I would experience feelings that would break me or that I would begin to cry and I could never stop. Those fears never came to pass. What I found was an opportunity to build my self-trust and my boundaries. It was all about my self-trust. Do I trust myself? Can I set my own boundaries? Before we go further, I want to define what surrendering means. At dictionary.com, they state that the word is to yield something to the possession or power of another, deliver up possession on demand or under duress. When I'm talking about surrendering, I'm talking about surrendering, letting go of our fears, trusting that a higher power will support us to let go of my patterns also. What I'm saying is that I was afraid to let go of the comforts that I had used as a crutch. Now, these comforts, they may sound like they're in the negative form, but I look at them as something positive. While some of them may come across and may no longer serve us, it's important to remember that all of them have gotten us to where we are now. And for that very reason alone, they need to be honored. We need to honor them. We need to honor ourselves. We are alive and we are able to empower our lives. 
surrendering also implies that we're moving into new territory. While that is a very scary place, it's also an exciting place. It's also a place to reach out for support. It's easy to say to somebody, I'm in new territory, help me here. Most people will be very compassionate about that because they're either anxious to share what they've learned or they understand what you're going through. It puts you at a vulnerable place, but it also puts you more at a compassionate uh, place, a, a way of saying, I want to heal, I want to move on, I want to learn new things that will enrich my life. There's a quote from Jack Cornfield. He is an author and um, has done many meditations that um, are quite lovely. I would encourage you to research him. Uh, Jack is Jack, J-A-C-K, and his last name is Cornfield, K, not C, K-O-R-N, field, F-I-E-L-D. He says, which I, which is why I wanted to share this with you, quote, You carry the medicine you need within your own heart, unquote. You carry the medicine you need within your own heart. That's a very powerful and a very soothing statement to remember. It also reminds me of the movie The Wizard of Oz, where Glinda the Good Witch tells Dorothy that she had the power to go home all along. Both Jack and Glinda are reminding us we are in control of our lives. Don't forget that as we dive into this conversation further on surrendering, to be kind to yourself and at the same time, stay open to the possibilities that lie beyond your comfort zone. That's where your true growth will happen. Now, I know that it's very hard to put down the shield that is protecting your heart. I know because I've been there and I've done that and it's something that I consciously work on every day. But what is important is that very shield often is no longer representing your truth, your truth to yourself. Remember that this is not about anyone but you and your relationship with yourself. All the relationships that are outside of you, we can talk about later. But right now, the questions of what about my friend? What about my husband, my wife, my boyfriend, my mother? And let's do on and on. You just need to silence those for a minute because we're going to focus on you, which also I know is a lot easier to focus on your boyfriend than it is you. That's human nature. And that is also not where the healing begins. You may also be thinking, like I have found many people do, that all this healing that I'm talking about, it's not for me. I'm not worthy. I'm not capable. All of those negative self-defeating talks. Have you considered that just because you cannot see behind the scenes, doesn't mean that there's nothing going on. The universe is lining up all the right people, all the right molecules to support you. Is it possible that you cannot see the possibilities because you are not ready to see them? Or, this is a big question, are you not open to receiving them? 
please don't take that as a negative way. This whole conversation is a conversation about exploring how you think, feel, and act. There's nothing negative. There's nothing right or wrong about any of this. This is just presenting you with new opportunities. I know how it feels to think, oh, well, that's great, but but that's not for me. I've spent a really long time in that space. And I'll tell you that I'm grateful for that space because it gave me a chance to grow at my pace. It also gave me a chance to remember the lessons that I had to learn before I can move on to my next lesson. I am a firm believer that every single step we take prepares us for the next step. And while we may feel like we're really stuck, we are all energy and that whether we think or feel that we are not moving or growing, the truth is, is that we are. It's a universal law and you can't do anything to stop it, no matter how bad your depression is, no matter how much you're fighting your post-traumatic stress. The energy is constantly moving, setting you up for the next lesson, the next stage of your life. As you grow, you'll begin to feel the peace that surrendering brings you. Did you know that the human brain processes between 50 to 70,000 thoughts in one day? When I, I Googled that and when I read that, I thought, really? But there were many sites that said the same thing. So either they're all in cahoots with each other or it's true. Now, that's a lot of thoughts, some of them that we are conscious of, some of them that we are not conscious of, or another way to say it is some that we are aware of and some that we are not aware of. But I will share with you a little trick that I learned many years ago, and it took me a really long time to learn this. I think I've shared this before on some of the past shows. Um, I was working with my triggers, and and trying to catch that trigger uh, when it when it comes from the back of your head or your your amygdala, and when it comes to the front of your head, your your frontal cortex, so that the process happens and you start reacting out of a place of an old thought or feeling, and not actually the present day. That is where I started catching that moment that split second in time. And I got to the point where I was able to do that, not consistently enough that I was able to start easing the pain of my triggers. Um, And I will tell you the truth. I would find that at the end of the day, my brain would literally hurt because, you know, it's like when you go to the gym and you exercise for the first time and your muscles are really sore. So I want to bring this back to the 50 or 70,000 thoughts that we have in a day. When a thought comes into my head, like I said, I, I try to catch it and I try to recognize that thought as a useful, helpful thought or is it a self-sabotaging thought? I ask myself, can I surrender this over to God, to my angels? Can I release the worry and fear that comes with that thought? 
I'll let you know that I have found in the beginning this was very hard to do. It required a lot of trust on my part. It required a lot of uh, conscious awareness, which which I guess is the same thing, uh, which is, is kind of funny, but, but it did require that. And I really encourage you to try to try it. You know, you're not going to be successful on your first try. Well, you know, you could be. Chances are pretty high you won't be uh, because it does take a lot of focus and awareness to your thoughts and your feelings. And as you're doing it, I really encourage you not to get hung up on the fact that I believe in God and perhaps that you don't. I want you to use the universe if that feels better to you. Notice how it feels in just asking to really bring awareness into the feeling of just asking, which is the key. Every feeling we have gives us an opportunity to have a new awareness, a new experience, something that you can latch onto and start building the practice of surrendering. So like I always do with my with my show, I like to focus on um, how does it feel, what does it look like, to give you an idea of what you can expect. We'll start with the awareness. Some of you may or may not be used to the art of awareness. Perhaps you're wondering how does it feel, how does it look? Well, I'll tell you that in my experience, at first it was awkward. I also tell you that the more often you do it, the more comfortable you become with it, and the more amazing it will help you feel. It gives you an opportunity to open your eyes to a world that you had closed off. If you ever see a horse with blinders on who's walking through a fire, like I don't know if you've seen the movie Gone with the Wind where they're in the scene with the two main characters are walking through the fire as Atlanta is burning and Rhett Butler put a towel or something over the horse so he can't see the fire. This image is a good picture of how to illustrate how perhaps you are feeling and think of yourself as that horse. Is a horse scared when that's happening? Well, I would say the chances are pretty high that a horse would be scared or they want to put the the towel around him, or uh, in modern days, they call them blinders. But it's also worth noting that the horse is following each step, just like you are following each step. Yes, you are scared. And yes, if you keep walking through, like the horse is walking through the fire, then you will get to this place of, of joy and peace consider a a peaceful field like the horse is is happy to have the blinders off and he and and at first you think about how his feelings would be how he would react at first he's most likely a little timid about about where he is and then he notices it where he is he becomes aware of where he is he's aware that he is free and that He is in a safe place, a place of enjoying the grass, the open space, the cool breeze, the warm sun. Now, of course, these are all scenarios. And for each one of us, we will all change our scenarios, our our metaphors. 
but that doesn't limit the possibilities that lie in front of us on each of the metaphors that we create for ourselves on becoming comfortable with awareness. How does the sensation feel of, of letting go? Well, at first, like anything, it is scary. Everything that we do that is new in our lives is a little scary. And, and the opposite of scary is excitement. It's a human trait to have both feelings at the same time. Let's consider the metaphor of a child learning to ride a bike. They're scared because of letting go. They're scared because they're letting go of the control that they know from walking. They're not familiar with balancing on two tires. It's not something that they're comfortable with. Just like letting go and surrendering is not something that you will be comfortable with. You're comfortable with holding on to the fear and the tension and the worry and all the other stuff that comes with that. But what if you just stepped out a tiny little bit, just like you're balancing on two tires and see what happens? It's quite possible that you will fall. It's also possible that you will start to fall and you'll catch yourself and you'll start wobbling again, but but you'll become even stronger. That muscle become even stronger. It's also possible that you'll be looking for control by swaying side to side. And you'll also be counting on the person who's holding the back of your bike seat or the, the child's bike seat in this metaphor. But like the biker who wobbles and gets it, experience is, what gives them the confidence to ride like the high schoolers that they see riding by so confidently. Some of them are even showing off riding their bike hands-free. Can you apply in this scenario, this metaphor, to what it would be like for you to let go of the feelings that are holding you back? It's really important to begin with small experiences and bring them into your awareness field. They build and they'll give you more comfort, which will allow new experiences into your life. Here's a tip that I've learned. I want to pass it on to you, and I hope that some of you will understand it, and I encourage you to to bring it into your lives. Don't set yourself up to fail by taking on something that is going to be too overwhelming for you to process. That's why I say it's really important to use samples of something small. That is where your confidence will come in. That is where your experiences of, oh, I can do this will come in and will build so that you can move on to things that um, are bigger, are perhaps more burdensome in your life. Before we get on to the specific examples of surrendering, I want you to know that I know there are conversations that are not for a radio show. If you would like to talk with me privately, email me at susan at conversationsatheal.com to set up a complimentary 20-minute session. We can see if I'm a good fit in helping you move forward on your healing adventure. 
as promised, I do want to bring in specific examples of surrendering. So the first one I want to suggest to you is surrendering to your pain. Now, first, I want to let you know that I am very aware that none of this is easy. That's why I've given you samples of how to set up new experiences so that you can build your confidence and build your awareness to your new experiences. So surrendering to your pain. First and foremost, I want you to remember that you set the pace. If you can only handle a little bit at that to- at a time, then honor that because that is a sign from your soul, from your heart. It's really important to respect that. And don't fall into the trap of limiting your healing, though. Remember, your progress is not about staying in one place. Don't fall into the trap of limiting your healing. Sometimes the progress can be measured in staying in one place and not allowing yourself to move on. Now, I know that may seem a little contradictive, but what I mean by that is like I had shared earlier, sometimes in in the lessons that I had to learn, I had to stay in that place for a long time. Sometimes it was days, sometimes it was months. Often, I will tell you, it was years. And I would get really frustrated because I wanted to I wanted to be able to move on, and yet I just couldn't do it. And so it was about surrendering to myself that I needed to be where I was. This is also about owning your decisions and your choices. Don't underestimate your soul's ability to heal. It is stronger than most of us think, and it's really important to honor yourself and to give yourself a pat on the back and to show yourself compassion that you survived. Of course, we all know that you survived. We all know that I survived or we wouldn't be having this conversation. I want you to let you take a, take a deep breath and, and really own the power of that and really own the power of your soul, that it's doing what it needs to do to heal you, to be able to move on so that you can embrace the life that you were intended to live. The next surrender is to surrender to your story. This is really important. It's really easy to minimize the feelings from your story or to deny the feelings from your story. When you're doing this, you're also abandoning yourself. You know, everyone's like, well, so-and-so abandoned me. Well, this person abandoned me. That could be very true, and, and I know that that's part of my story. And it's important to not abandon yourself. You may say, well, what on earth are you talking about? What does that look like? That looks like discounting your truth. 
statements like, I don't matter, it wasn't that bad, other people had it worse, are statements of abandoning yourself, your story. The truth of the matter is, is that you do matter. Any violation on anybody from one human to another, or of course, you know, you could say a a human to an animal is bad. It goes against the universal laws. While other people may have had it worse, we're not talking about other people. We're talking about you. Speak to your truth. Speak to your feelings. If you're not ready to speak to someone, a professional, a friend, then write it down. You would be amazed at how healing the action of writing is. And and I know that we've talked about that on the show before. And if you've done it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And if you have not done it, I encourage you to do it to give yourself that gift. And I also am aware, because this is probably something that I would have said years ago, would you please stop it with the writing? Like, I've heard you say it enough. I'm tired of listening to it. That could be very well. You can use me as an excuse for not doing it. But the truth of the matter is, is that you're only hurting yourself. And why on earth would you want to hurt yourself any more than you've already been hurt? So the next one I want to talk about is surrendering to the truth, which which does tie in with surrendering to your story, but I also want to give it its just attention. And there are many ways that we can go with this, but where I want to focus with you on this is to surrender to the truth of what you are doing is the best that you can do for now. I'm encouraging you to surrender to the truth of what you are doing is the best that you can do for this moment in time. And for some of us, that may not look like we're doing enough. But ask yourself, ask your heart, am I doing enough? Be gentle and kind with yourself. This is also an opportunity to get to know yourself more, to know when to stop pushing yourself, or equally important, to know when to move forward, to not allow yourself to get trapped or to use that as an excuse for not allowing you to move on. Really search your soul and trust yourself if you are holding yourself back in the name of comfort or in the name of fear. For some, what you are doing, the choices that you make will exceed your mindset and you may feel that you're not capable to make those decisions. Then that is an indication to step back. This is all a push-pull action, this trust. So now I'm talking about self-trust. It's it's an action of I'm, I'm trying to show you to move yourself forward and to trust when you're able to move yourself forward and also to honor when you need to stay where you are so that you don't re-traumatize yourself or that you don't re-victimize yourself. 
So you really need to ask yourself, your choices that you're making, are they true? Final goal is to find peace within your heart, which I'm telling you is possible for every single one of us living and breathing on this planet. The next surrender that I want to talk to you about is the act of self-care, which if you've listened to my show before, you will know I spent a lot of time talking about this. The act of taking care of yourself and listening to your needs and your wants. This is about giving yourself permission to set boundaries, to trust yourself that for now, you're choosing what feels right for you at this exact moment in time which I know overlaps the trust that we just went through, but you can see where they do overlap one another and they do support you in being the person that you want to be, the person that you were meant to be, the person who came to this earth for a mission, a purpose. Another surrendering that I just want to briefly mention is this, idea of surrendering to your intuition, which is also, I will say, tied with surrendering to your trust and the self-care. It bears repeating that it is about setting up your boundaries. You're surrendering to your intuition that you need to set up a boundary or that a situation that is going on requires you to set up a boundary so that you can take care of yourself. Most importantly, I want you to remember that with all of this, there are no judgments. This is all about you finding you. The other surrender that I want to talk about is surrendering to self-love, which again is something that I talk about a lot on Conversations That Heal. I really believe this to be true. Ask yourself, is it possible that deep down, you do love yourself, you may be like, oh, I do not love myself. But before you jump to that conclusion, and this is not a, you know, this is not a, oh, yeah, I do love myself. This is a private moment when you're on a walk, maybe when you're making dinner. Like, really ask yourself, do I really love myself? I think you might find that you do. Or you can ask yourself, Is it fear that holds me back from living the life that I know I was meant to live? You can also check out other podcasts on Conversations at Heal that might help you research these questions. I know that they're very deep questions, but they're questions that only you can answer to surrender to the idea that they are there, that they are worthy of looking at. Just think about it. Just think about the gifts that life is waiting to offer you. The question I would like you to ask, are you ready to receive the gifts that life is waiting to give you? Are you willing to be grateful? Are you willing to show gratitude? Are you willing to surrender to the gifts that life is waiting to give you? My last surrender is surrendering to God. And please use the universe, Mother Earth, whatever you feel comfortable with. Surrendering to God for me 
brings me my greatest sense of comfort. I practice it every day. And it requires that I purposely make the decision to surrender and trust that he has my best interest at heart. Now, I want you to know that this is not something that I learned overnight. This is something that I spent a really long time looking at, not even looking at as an intention, not looking at as with full awareness, but as I healed and got stronger and trusted myself, I realized that God did bring me my comfort, that he was and continues to be the source that gets me through the trauma of my childhood. He has the same love to give to you. Mother Earth has the same love and source of comfort to give to you. For some of you, it may look like things aren't working out as you would hope for. Perhaps things are working out better than you ever could imagine. It also takes an enormous amount of stress off of me as I surrender to God because I know that we're in this together. I know that he loves me and I know that he will support me. It's about me receiving that support. Does this mean that I relinquish all of my common sense and let him treat me like a marionette for his control? Absolutely not. It's really important to remember that God, the universe, gives us free will. It's about working together as a team to know when to follow his lead and when to add my experience into the equation. It's kind of like the connect the dots activity that most of us have done as a child. It's taking one, one dot to the next to create the final result, which in this case would be your life, my life. I hope our time together has given you some insight on surrendering. Is this your life and your journey? Of course it's your life and your journey. But does that mean that you need to walk it alone? No. There are a multitude of resources available to support you. And I encourage you to use those. Some of you may feel like you're alone. Believe me, I know how that feels. That is exactly why I created this radio show. But there are resources out there, and you are not alone. If I can be of any support for you and your healing, email me at susan at conversationsatheal.com. And if you want to talk to me privately, take advantage of the 20-minute complimentary conversation I'm offering you. I'll let you know if I can support you on your healing or if I can support you in finding somebody or another resource that would suit you better. Don't forget my gift to you is 11 Tools for Happiness, and it, it's available at SusanJacoby.com. Please remember that Conversations at Heal is on iTunes, and please leave a comment and support Conversations at Heal so that we can reach more adult survivors of childhood trauma. 
You're welcome to follow us on Blog Talk Radio for up-to-date announcements. Above all, please remember that you are a lovable and capable human being, and surrendering is a way to support you to find how lovable and capable you are. Thank you all for listening to Conversations at Heal. A Napa guy knows the only way you'd give a freshly minted driver a brand new car is if he promises to never drive it. Instead, let him grind the gears and knock over the neighbor's mailbox in something a little more suited to his skill level. And with over 400,000 parts and a little Napa know-how, he can safely drive something that's nearly as old as he is. It's not perfect, but it's perfect for him. That's Napa know-how. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.